What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Thursday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a great one for you today, making a statement. We got a lot of statements. Is Luis Arise going to hit 400 on the season? Alec Manoa was demoted down to the Florida Complex League. Will that help him or hurt him? Jacob deGrom out for the year with Tommy John. Got some thoughts there as well. BVP, top five players in the league right now to this point in the year and so much more. This one's going to be fun. Let's get to it. What is up, my friends? Happy Thursday to everybody. Um, it's been a great week so far. We've had a, a lot of good stuff this week. Yep. Ken Rosenthal joined yesterday. Great episode. Little, it's never too early to talk trade deadline. You well, know? well, no, because you can, <laughs> realistically, you can make the trade now. You're just not going to get, as Ken mentioned, you might be overpaying. And, pay a bit of a premium. Yeah, pay a little bit of premium. And who knows? There might be another injury in a month or two that yeah. you need to address. So yeah. it's 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 always it's always tricky. Like when do you do it? Alex, I'm gonna be honest, and we're gonna talk about this guy in a little while and probably a lot throughout the rest of the year, but I find myself right now watching baseball so excited to watch the Cincinnati Reds. I think everyone was. I think the world was watching Ellie, Ellie De, La De La Cruz. Cruz is so Electric. fun. He's Electric. so excited. I, I'm loving watching Reds baseball right now. Yeah. Who, who knew that would be said at this point in this year? But And they have guys still to come. I'm so high on the Reds. I didn't even mean to talk about the Reds. I'm so high on the Reds. I, I love the Reds I mean, future. they walked off twice on the Dodgers. Yep. And Ellie De La Cruz had an epic first game, but his second game was even better. Yeah. Like, it was – it's fun to watch. Um. But we have to talk uh, Jacob deGrom first, Alex. Um, Jacob deGrom, some heartbreaking news. Out for the year, Tommy John surgery. Out for the majority, if not all, of next season. Um, this, this, this sucks. $185 million, five-year contract. And um, this is a man that is the most dominant pitcher in the sport when healthy. A pitcher that... A pitcher that legitimately, I think, could have been, and this is would have, could have, but could have been in the conversation for greatest pitcher of all time if you give him a full, healthy mm -hmm. season every year he's able to pitch, which I, I understand we can't always do that. But if that were the case, we're talking about a guy that is certainly dominant enough to be in the conversation of best of all time. And to, to get this news after not pitching for a bit, to, to get the news and... Uh, I don't know if you saw the the, the interview tearful. he did after, but yeah. tears in his eyes, emotional, heartbreaking to watch. Um, just imagine, imagine being one of the most dominant pitchers of all time and not only just having the narrative of being a guy that gets injured all the time, but it continuing to, to happen to you. I, I can't imagine. So... I, I guess the last the last thing I, I, I want to say about this right now is if you're one of those people out there talking about, well, he's run, walking into the sunset with his money or who cares? He's wiping his tears away with one hundred and eighty five million dollars. Screw you. Seriously. Like this is a human that is clearly 
so emotional and so affected by this. I, I can't imagine knowing that you are one of the best of all time, but mm -hmm. you can't go out there and compete and show the world that and to just pull out your inner competitor. It just is a it's a sucky situation. And uh, it's 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 been tough to watch over the last couple of days. I mean, this was kind of the biggest concern, though, coming into the season. Definitely. Can DeGrom stay healthy with this five-year, $185 million contract that he got in December? And we kind of saw a little foreshadowing, even in spring training, when he was shut down for a couple of days. Then he had the inflammation on the IL. We didn't totally know what was going on. And then, of course, this comes out. And really crazy timing, especially with you talking about it yesterday, saying that the Rangers – are a World Series team yeah. if DeGrom is back and healthy. So not only is it heartbreaking for DeGrom, who is one of the biggest competitors out there, when you're one of the greatest in the game, all you want to do is play, all you want to do is win. That is why you are at the top of your yeah. game. But then also for the Rangers that put all their eggs in this basket to get DeGrom and believed that he could help get them there. I mean, thankfully, their pitching staff has stepped up like unbelievably without DeGrom there this season. But again, it's 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 heartbreaking. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. I mean, you mentioned foreshadowing this year. The 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 truth is there's been foreshadowing for this moment has for for a long time. Yeah. You know, like it's not just this year, last year, the year prior. Like we've we've I, I think they're almost two different questions. of course, this was a risky signing. Yeah. We talked about it the day he signed, like that's a lot of money and a lot of years for a player that is as injury riddled as he is and, and struggles to stay on the field. But I, I do, I, I do understand where, where they were coming from, but I think this was always meant to be, this was always a risky signing. And, and this, this is the result that I think it's not, it's not a shock to people, but that doesn't make it any less sad yeah. or frustrating. Yeah. You know, it's just, um, it's so, you know, I, I really believe, you know, that conversation that, that people sports fans have across every sport of like, if you could pick one player all time to gift a full healthy career and let them do it all over again, That's who would it be? What? That's a thing. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Oh, I and, love and that. The answers are like Bo Jackson. Yeah. And Jacob deGrom is becoming oh, sadly yeah. the one of, one of the answers to that question is. I, it would be an answer for me. Like yeah. I would give me a full, healthy Jacob Degrom season with his or career as dominant as he is, and what what could he possibly do? Um, but yeah, definitely a question. Like I, I've never heard. I love that though. Yeah, I've actually never like had that conversation. Yeah, it's a great so conversation. I'm like, hmm, that might be a one player, we need to do. any sport, yeah, entire career. You could gift a healthy career who would mm. it be you know and it, it's, I think it's a, it's a great conversation it is and it's I mean it's unfortunate because when you actually think about this this is a one year at least recovery probably two till you're back to your full form self so you know we just wish him all the best a speedy healthy recovery and yeah mentally I hope he stays in it because that's the toughest part yeah definitely especially when you deal with these all right well let's move on to some statements here okay and our first statement actually kind of ties in to this last conversation we were just having. Now, I'm going to give you the statement. You tell me if you agree with it or you don't. Okay. You ready for it? Mm hmm Our first statement. The Rangers are still a playoff team without Jacob DeGrom. Oh, definitely. I, I agree with that. Um, 
you mentioned it in the episode I just did with Ken. We talked about uh, the Rangers a lot, and I said this Rangers team is a World Series team, but yeah. that's heavily dependent on, and the timing sucked, yeah. on Jacob deGrom being healthy for a playoff push. And I, they're absolutely a playoff team still. I mean, they're coming off a, a, a series where last week we saw them or yeah a few days ago we saw them play the Seattle Mariners who have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball they outscored the Mariners 30 to 9 like offensively this team is um light years above the the majority of the league and yeah you know what Jacob deGrom going down there's not a world in which it's beneficial for the Rangers team but I there are guys that have stepped up that make me believe this team is absolutely still a playoff team they're absolutely still capable of doing damage in the playoffs. And Ken said, of everybody that, of every team that we talked about, I said, what team do you think is going to be the most aggressive at the trade deadline? Without hesitation, the Rangers. So let's still look to see them add something at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. But Nate Eovaldi, Oof. he's been, he has the fifth best ERA in all of baseball this year. He's been the best pitcher in baseball over the last month plus. He's been lights out. John Gray, seventh best ERA in the game of baseball, coming off of a start last night where he went, he struck out 12 guys. They end up losing the game one nothing, but he absolutely dominated the game. They're 40 and 21 still, and hey, the majority of that is without Jacob Degrom. Yep. Let's not act like this news comes on. Uh, Degrom got hurt and now he's out for the year. Degrom has been hurt, yep. and this new news is that he's now not going to come back. But the majority of this damage that the Rangers have done has been without Jacob Degrom. Absolutely, the Rangers are still a playoff team. All right, that's fair. Yep. Okay, our next statement: Alec Manoa's demotion will help him reset. I I, I struggle with this. Okay. Um. So Alec Manoa was demoted to the Florida Complex League, um, which is formerly known as the GCL. Um, I, I struggle with this. Okay. So we've talked a lot about Alec Manoa over the last week Couple to weeks. weeks. Yeah. And something needed to happen. And I, I actually I don't disagree that this was the play. If in a... I, I don't know why they sent him to the Florida Complex League. I almost think like AAA might have been better, but but let me explain. Alec Manoa clearly is dealing with mechanical issues, um, walks their way up, and when w I talked to John Smoltz about this, naturally you're going to deal with mental the mentality of this situation and, and mental struggles. You mental. can't not. Yeah. And what John said about this is mechanically it, it appears this year he's only able to pitch to one side of the plate he's almost lost the ability to pitch to both sides as we've been able to see Alec Manoa do so naturally when that happens the mental aspect creeps in right there but we're talking about a guy with over a six ERA this season got beat up again against the Astros only got one out in that game got hit around before he was taken out and the conversation became, what do you do? You can't keep throwing him out there. So they send him down, which I don't I, I don't disagree with. Mm -hmm. But I, here's where my thought is, okay. right? Baseball is the most mentally taxing sport there is. Yep. I mean, if you're struggling, I was an offensive guy professionally. I, I hit. 
if I struck, if I failed seventy mm-hmm. percent of the time for my entire career, I would be a Hall of Famer. Seventy percent of the time, the human brain isn't meant to to understand failure, to deal with failure in a good way. Well, it's a game of failures. Baseball exactly. is a game of failures. So it's like right. trying to trick your mind to believe that thirty percent is, is great. Right. So now we're dealing with a pitcher who it's it's a little bit different with the mentality because str- offensively it, it's it's a different aspect with how much you're failing. With a pitcher, though, the mentality and the mindset is still there. So now you're sending him down to the lowest league in in professional baseball, and that in itself mentally mm-hmm. is not good on you. It's not a good thing. So let's say he goes down there and dominates players that are in the Florida Complex League. Well, he should. Yeah. So if he dominates, it's like, yeah, you should. And if you get beat around, it makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. That's why I almost think AAA would have been the better play here because AAA players are like, yeah, you're players. pretty close to big yeah. leaguers. Uh, really, most levels in the – I just – I don't know if that was the move. But mentally, this game beats you up so much. And nobody has more experience struggling professionally – than me. I had really good times. I had really bad times. I saw the worst of the worst. I experienced it. I had a many 0 for 4s in my careers. I was the most streaky player you could possibly find. I was Florida State League player of the month and I was they don't give this award out, but I was the worst Florida State League player of the month as well one month. It and, and I don't mean to laugh. Sorry. And I know it. And then I go home and and I would legitimately like not know how to carry myself. Yeah. And one of my one of my good friends who ended up becoming a big leaguer, I I saw him go home and like scream bloody murder into a pillow at night. Mm-hmm. Like baseball struggles. The mentality is something you almost have to like learn how to deal with. And Alec Manoa is learning how to deal with that now, but they're sending him down to the Florida Complex League. I, this is a long roundabout answer of saying I hope this helps him. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not so sure sending him down to the complex league is the answer. But uh, they had to do something. They had and to I, do I something. I don't know. I don't know the. An- they had to do something. So I guess this. I guess this was the answer. Uh, in a perfect world, I think maybe AAA. But I can't knock this. So we'll see. It's tough because baseball, it's every day. You have to have an extremely short memory, as the great Ted Lasso said and gave advice. <laughs> Be a goldfish. Just let it go. And keep going. It's the only way to survive mentally in this game. Yeah, it is. That's a good uh, good callback there with with Ted Lasso. That's I know. I'm a, I'm a little sad. It's all over. I'm too. gonna be honest. I cried. I cried in the last episode. It's okay. We can talk about that later. Let's- <laughs> yeah, that'll be a different episode <laughs> for a different day. The Ted Lasso episode. Let's move on to our next statement. Okay. The Yanks will hold steady without Aaron Judge. So. Judge goes down uh, due to that play in Dodger Stadium. Which I made the comment, like, well, at least he didn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, well. Now he's hurt. Well, he's he on did. the 10-day IL. Uh, yeah, 10-day IL. Uh, m- minimum, I would say. I was listening to, to Aaron Boone talk about this. Okay. Had a little bit of a slip. I don't know if it was accidental, but oh. they were talking about Judge, and, they will, and he said, we'll see, you know, he's – pretty sore we'll see how he feels in the coming weeks days I mean days and like really had to you know like and then you hear he has a sprained ligament in his toe he got a shot he's still very sore 
I hope it's 10 days. Um, so, but that's where the injury came when he crashed into the wall in right field at Dodger Stadium. Uh, the answer to the question, will the Yanks hold steady? They play the Red Sox twice, two series, one home, one on the road, and the Mets on the road. Mm. Not easy matchups, but also not teams that are playing at the best of their ability currently. What I will say is last time we saw Aaron Judge go down earlier this year, a couple weeks ago, the Yankees didn't play very well during that Four stretch. Four and six. Four and six during that stretch. And unfortunately for the Yankees, if you're in the AL East and you get oh. swept in a series, yeah. you're going to mess around and look up and be in last place in yep. the division. So will they hold steady? I don't know. This might be a cop out of an answer. I'm going to say, I don't know, but they, they can't afford to not hold steady. Yeah. If that makes sense. You lose two of these three series in the AL East. You lose two of the three, two of them being to the Boston Red Sox. You're going to be in last place in the AL East. So I do worry. Aaron Judge is this Yankees offense. I guess I'll give you a real answer. I'm yeah. worried about the Yankees holding steady without without Aaron Judge. They need Aaron Judge. He is that offense four and six without yeah. him in the offense. That was without Giancarlo Stanton, I will say. So at least True. they have him. Um, but I, I do worry about them. But they also have – their pitching has been okay. They have Garrett Cole, who's yeah. like kind of found his groove again. So yeah. I – Garrett Cole is one of the best pitchers in baseball and as long yeah. found his groove, pitched well in Los Angeles. Um, actually, John Smoltz was on that call and I talked to Smoltz every single Saturday and this coming Saturday, so in a couple of days, uh, we are we talked about Garrett Cole and his um, transition, if you will, his revamp as a pitcher from what we saw in Pittsburgh, the type of pitcher he was. And Smoltz talks about how he just revamped his entire career, really, by becoming a different pitcher. It really was a fascinating conversation. So let's play that now. What I saw in Garrett Cole was clean mechanics, the ability to throw strikes, and you could teach him other things. He could learn other things, and he certainly did. And, man, I mean, the record, the statistics, the numbers, they've all gone through the roof. Yeah. And it's not, like you said, just to blame the organization that was having him do XYZ. It's just more information and more uh, he expanded in his career as he got older. I like this. Not to blame the Pirates, but like <laughs> kind of to blame the Pirates. It's a little different from the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love to hear that someone um, absorbs things and is a is a great and easy learner. So that that's always that's always great. All right. Let's move on to our next statement. Tonight's game is a must win for the Mets. <laughs> and your brother, well, Justin, is on the mound. Yes. Look, it's June. It's June 8th. I hate calling baseball games where there's 162 in June a must win. However, uh -huh. if there ever were a <laughs> must win game in the month of June, this kind of feels like it. Are the Mets going to be okay? Like, are the Mets done if they lose this game? No. But it is certainly demoralizing to lose the first two games of this series in the way they have in a w blowing leads. They've had a yeah. lead in both of them and blown them both. Lose the first two games. Now you have Justin on the mound for game three. You're seven and a half games out of first place 
only a half game up on the Phillies who are in fourth place. Can we talk about the Marlins? By the way, we mm -hmm. have been. Let's put some respect on the Marlins name. They're a half game out of being in fourth place. Yeah. I mean, why not say this is a must-win game for the Mets? You can't you can't get swept at this point with playing this poorly. You're 500 below 500. You just like come on. This is you, you can't do this. You can't get swept here in the way that they have. It's not like they've been getting the doors blown off of them. You've had two leads. You've blown two leads. That's mm -hmm. even more demoralizing than, than getting blown out in this series. So Justin is on the mound tonight for game three. Justin against Spencer Strider. Such what a, a great, matchup. Such a great game. What a series this has been. Um, so look, I mean, the technical answer, if you were to ask me technically, is this a must-win game? No. But, but does my mind say this is a must-win game? Absolutely. Like, what? come on. Yes. But these are the series that at the end of the season, when you might be a game or two out of a wild card spot or out of that first place spot in the division, especially with a divisional matchup where you're probably going to be neck and neck towards the end of the season, these are the ones you look back on and you're like, we, like I can't believe we blew those two leads in oh, the yeah. two games. Because it's like losing double. Oh yeah, no. That, that, I, that's I'm, why it's so important. I'm a big like, I'm a big. You get 162, and they all yeah. matter equally. Like I hate hearing early in the season, like ah, it doesn't really matter. You know, no. it's just one game. No, you get 162, and at the end of the day, somebody's gonna win more than the other team, and it might be by a half a game, or, or it won't be by half a game if everybody plays 162, <laughs> but it could be by one game, and they all matter. So, uh, is this a must win? Hey, sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh, can we get some like live content on you if I text you like during your brother pitching? Have you not learned about texting me during Justin? <laughs> I Justin's love it so pitching? much. We'll I get a we'll get a so life much. update in tomorrow's episode. We'll talk about the <laughs> okay. game, but yeah, just you know, maybe maybe after would be a good maybe or after. During. Nobody, I'm gonna keep nobody in my life texts me when Justin is pitching. <laughs> No, but he threw fantastic last game. They he threw really well last game, and I my parents called me immediately after, and we were all like out of breath. It was like a one nothing. It was they ended up losing the game yeah. one nothing, but he, but he dominated yeah. through great that last inning. There were multiple guys on base, and he got the last out on like his 115th pitch, most pitches by a starting uh, Mets pitcher this year at the time, and. Literally gets the last out. I haven't talked to anybody in like two and a half hours. And I look down and my dad's calling. And we're all like, oh, thank God it's over. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't do well with text during it. So maybe after. Maybe right. that's a learning. Maybe right Will when he comes learn, out. Will she learn? Does she learn? Meh. <laughs> no. Okay. Let's move on to our next statement. Luis Arise will hit 400 this season. Ben, he's currently batting 403. Yeah. He's been consistent, consistently around 400 so far this season. Yeah, he's batting 403. The the National League is collectively batting 250. <laughs> like, I mean, it's 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 remarkable. Yeah. Um, does he hit 400 for the season? I I'm going to say no. Dream big, Ben. Dream big. I yeah. You got to believe. No, I those are two different questions. I want him to hit 400. I will dream big. I want <laughs> Luis Arise to hit 400 for the season. You also have to be a bit realistic. Do I think he does hit 400 for the entire season? 
Tony Gwynn never hit 400 for an entire season. Only 12 players have finished a season with an average over 370 since 1941. Ted Williams is the only one to hit 400 in the season. And that was in 1941. That's been, that's been, I don't know, over, that's been almost 100 years. So where would you rank that level of difficulty to end this season batting 400? At this day and age? Yeah. In this day and age, with pitchers the way they are, level of difficulty? Like I don't know. Give me a scale. to do in the game? What's a scale? Uh, one to 10, it's a 10. Okay. One to a million, it's a... 999 would you say it's the hardest thing to do in all of the, in, in baseball yeah it's up it is up there with with the hardest thing okay. in 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 baseball to do and sports to do i mean especially in this day and age i mean it's there's just in 2008 i remember this because in 2008 chipper jones at this point in the season yeah. beginning of june was hitting 420 mm-hmm. 420 at this point he ended up hitting 363 on the year Tony Gwynn, who's one of those 12 um, in, what year was it? In 1997, he ended up hitting 372 on the year. Tony Gwynn never hit 400 in a season. I mean, is he going to hit 400 the whole year? I will dream big and say, boy, that would be great. I hope so. But if you're legitimately asking me the answer to this question, I I can't say yes. 400 I'm happy oh. you you said this after you talked to Luis Arise. Luis Arise is coming on is next Wednesday's I'm so guest, excited. by the way. <laughs> and we talk about I look, I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about hitting. That's what you have a guy like Luis Arise on mm-hmm. who's hitting four hundred. You gotta talk hitting. And I am so excited for everybody to hear that conversation. So Wednesday's guest episode, next Wednesday. Luis Arise. Um, yeah, 12 players since 1941 have hit over 370. Oof. I think if that were I, – yeah. I would I would say yes. You'd say yes over 370, but you're saying no for 400. And even that's crazy. All right. 400 is like bonkers. Do people still say bonkers? Sure. Bonkers. Sure. Okay. If you're like 50. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our final statement. Probably the most exciting statement. Okay. Ellie De La Cruz will be one of the greatest Reds of all time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I, I love Ellie De La Cruz. I think everyone does. I, I love him. I mean, he's come up he in his very first game, first game, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, he starts with a long walk in his first career at bat. Next at bat, hits a ball well above the strike zone for a double. He hit that pitch harder than any Cincinnati Red has hit a pitch all year long. It's also the hardest hit ball that high in the strike. Well, it wasn't a strike. That high mm-hmm. in StatCast era. Nobody has hit a ball that high that hard. His first career hit, well, guess what? He did it. Mm-hmm. Codify tweeted this. This Ellie De La Cruz homer, he hit a homer in game two. It almost went out yep. of Great American Ballpark. Ellie De La Cruz homer, 143 feet off the ground and was picked up by the radar at the airport. Now, I don't know if that's true. I mean, that would be funny. I don't think that's true. But, like... I'm gullible. I'll, I'll believe it. First career homer. Almost out of Great American Ballpark. 
and then triples and then is home to second time let's just talk about his his time home to second base on his double the fastest home to second time in for the Cincinnati Reds his he has in the minor leagues he had the hardest thrown ball across the infield of anybody in professional baseball he is the fastest player he had the hardest hit ball in professional baseball his home to third time was 10.83 seconds. That's the fastest in baseball this season in the major leagues. He's breaking StatCast two games into his major league career. He's six foot five. He's a gold glove caliber shortstop, plays an incredible defense. He's fast. He hits balls out of the stadium. This isn't a real player. He's not real. He's not. He should not exist. He's tall, he's fast, he'll hit for average, he'll hit for power, he has a rocket for an arm, he plays great defense. Five at-bats into his MLB career, Ellie De La Cruz has registered the Reds' two hardest-hit balls of the season, the Reds' two fastest sprint speeds, the Reds' longest home run of the season, and Major League Baseball's fastest home to third time. This is a video game character. He is he is already becoming one of my favorite players in the league. This is remarkable what we are seeing. He is a superstar. He's a megastar. The game of baseball needed him to come up. He finally did. And I, I, I would struggle to imagine a better start to a career than what we've seen. And the best part is he's having fun. He's throwing up the 44 after the home run. He, uh, The kid who got his home run ball, like that almost left the ballpark, he ended up bringing him and all of his friends down into the clubhouse, gave them signed balls, took photos with all of them. And then I loved his quote after the game. He said this whole team has some kind of vibe, a really positive vibe. It's a kind of vibe that's going to the World Series. So he's already thinking. He's coming in and he's kind of changing the mindset and the mentality of the team and the energy of the team. Like, immediately, everybody was watching the Reds games, the Dodgers-Reds games, the last couple of days because of him. Yeah. He is someone that will make you turn on your TV and watch a Reds game. You know, I've been excited about this Reds team since before the call-up. I know. We literally talked. The timing was uncanny. We talk, I, you asked me, should he? I said, this guy needs to be called up. Yes. And then that day, or either that day it or the next perfect. day, he was called up. And then um, Strand in the minor leagues. I've yeah. called for him. to. The talent is not stopping. I'm so excited about the future of this Reds team, and I don't know how many people in the world are saying that, but I really am, and Ellie De La Cruz is a big part of it. To answer your question, will he be one of the greatest Reds of all time? Um, That question becomes tricky because the Reds have a statement. So, like, yeah. Yeah. It could be. Okay. to, To give a proper answer. This t- question becomes tricky with the Cincinnati Reds, big red, big red machine, Joe Morgan, mm. Johnny Bench, Barry, Barry mm. Larkin, who's not exactly a big red machine, but Pete Rose. Like, there's so many, so many names. But one of my good friends one time, uh, Alex Curry, once told me to dream big. Yeah! And I am going to dream uh, big uh, and uh, say uh, that uh. Ellie De La Cruz will be one of the greatest <laughs> Reds of all time. I love that. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. That's the energy and positivity we need today. <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And that wraps up our statements, which means we are now moving to your BVP 
This your week. Most, this week. Yeah, your most valuable players this week. We got one new player on the list this week. He's not new to the BVP, but he's back on the list this week at number five, Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez, uh, yeah, he he's back. I'm actually, yeah, I think he was on it earlier in the year. He was. But, uh, two weeks ago, he was at number four. Oh, well, there you have it. Jordan yeah. is back on the list. Um, number five, 274 on the year, but he leads Major League Baseball in RBIs. 55 RBIs already on the year. 17 homers. Uh, hit a couple mammoth homers over the last week. Jordan is doing Jordan things, and I have to believe that average is going to continue to tick up, but I really do th- I I think Jordan will end up leading the league in RBIs this year. Ooh, he's on a good offense. Take. He's he's clutch. We we saw that firsthand in yes, the World we did. Series. Yes, we did. Uh, already leading the league in RBIs, and uh, yeah, he's here at number five on the list of top five BVP. All right, at number four, holding strong at number four, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman is uh, still on a tear. 328, 11 homers, 39 RBIs, 52 runs scored so far this year. That average is is remarkable. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. The power numbers might not be up amongst the league's elites right now, but to me that doesn't really matter. If you're going to hit 328 still, I mean, he's on pace for what just under 30 homers right now. If you were to tell me this guy's going to hit 330 with 30 homers, that's an MVP type year. Are you yes, kidding me? Um, the big grand slam against the fighting Cincinnati Reds the other day. Now, it wasn't enough to hold off the juggernaut Cincinnati Reds. They ended up putting on the comeback and winning that game. But big home run, big grand slam. Uh, I don't even know how he hit that pitch out. I-, I watched Freddie Freeman just in awe. We were at the Dodgers game the other day, and as we were leaving, it was like it was – I mean, we're not the kind of fans that leave early. No, bottom but of the it, eighth inning. Bottom they eight, were there were like two outs. It wasn't a close game. Uh, Nationals, and I was like, let's just, we'll watch Freddie Freeman One hit. One more at bat. One more at bat. We'll watch bat. Freddie hit, and then we'll head out. Home run. Oppo. Signature at Freddie back. Freeman. I love Freddie Freeman. He's at number four. Same. All right. At number three, also holding strong, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, uh, despite now being back on the IL, so his second IL stint on the year, uh, Aaron Judge is, look, let's just be honest. From the time he came off the IL mm-hmm. to when he went back on, probably the best player, if not, you know, certainly top two players in the game of baseball. 291 on the year, 19 homers, 40 RBIs, and OPS over 1,000. I will say the... The IL stints are going to ultimate. If you look at the grand scheme of things over 162, the IL stints. So we're now going to be talking about at minimum 20 games on the IL out of 162. He's going to fall behind in some statistical categories, home runs, etc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> home runs, RBIs. I don't even know why I add that in there. Uh, you, know, you said it. A weird cornucopia, too. <laughs> a cornucopia of stats, a plethora of stats. He's yeah, going to fall behind going. in. Uh, <laughs> I'm running out of synonyms um yeah i i think he's clearly a top five player in the in the game of baseball right now uh but we need him healthy but he's here at number three all right number two also holding strong ronald acuna jr these numbers are comical yeah 331 on the season 28 stolen bases 12 home runs tack on 33 rbis to that i mean Still right on pace to be the only player in Major League Baseball history to have a 30-60 season. 30 homers, 
60 stolen bases. Never been done before, ever, in history. He could be the first to do it. So he's here at number two. And at number one, still, Shohei Otani. Yeah. I mean, offensively, he's there, like, in the same hemisphere as these these other players. 275 with 16 home runs, 42 RBIs, and then he's also having like a Cy Young caliber year on the mound. 3.3 ERA, 96 strikeouts already. He's in the tops of the league in, in strikeouts overall. One of the best pitchers in baseball. Top, top of the league offensively. Is he is he a top five hitter in the game of baseball? I would say no right now. But I think you want to start having top 10, 15 conversations. Shohei's in that while also being a top pitcher in the game of baseball. Look, you just, you can't get more valuable than that. Mm -mm. You, you just, you just can't. I mean, I've said this before. I'll say it again. The only thing you can possibly do to, to win the MVP award instead of him is to break the all-time New York Yankees home run record. And yeah. milestones like that are going to matter. I, I think at this point to win the MVP from Shohei, it's going to be a milestone. Mm -hmm. Numbers themselves though astronomical, I think are going to struggle to be more valuable. I think it's going to have to be attached to an all-time milestone to win MVP award. And um, right now, Shohei's the most valuable player in the league. There you have it. That's a good list. That's a good list. Top five. This, I mean, I, I, I just, I knew at some point this list. So top five BVP. It's, it's the best five players in the game of baseball if the season ended right now. MVP award combining everybody beginning of the year just to now like this yeah. is cream rises this as is they say. what you what you expected we had some outliers yeah at the beginning of the season and now it's like one through four same same Matt Chapman was number one ahead yeah. of Shohei all the like for yeah. the first couple four weeks. weeks but yeah cream rises to the top Jordan Freddie Freeman Aaron Judge Ronald Acuna Shohei Otani good stuff we have an extra innings before we wrap things up some really good news your guy I, I would say good news, yes. Yes. Big news, definitely yes. yes. The New York Yankees, massive signing of the offseason. If you take, if you exclude Aaron Judge from being a mm -hmm. massive signing, though he technically was. Yes, he was. Carlos Rodon has not pitched yet this season. After getting that huge contract for the Yankees, he was the big arm that they needed. And, man, it was not looking good. Like, very no. questionable. Not because of the arm injury that he went down with originally, but just because he, he was saying – Something's wrong with my back, and we don't really Chronic know what. Chronic back pain. Chronic back pain. Um, un, you know, indefinite timetable. Well, we saw Carlos Rodon out on the mound at Yankee Stadium. Well, kind of saw him. It was amidst all of the haze that was happening on Wednesday when they didn't end up playing. But freaky. Uh, you could you could make out a you can make out a faint figure a faint figure <laughs> in the distance that we were told was Carlos Rodon throwing a simulated game on the mound at Yankee Stadium, which was just good to see. Great to see. Uh, they He talked after and said to step on the mound and face some hitters. That's a step towards the end goal of pitching here for the boys. So, yeah, it was a good step. Yankees need him. Yeah. Um, maybe not to – maybe not like are the Yankees a playoff team without him? Sure. The Yankees need a Carlos Rodon because – I said this before. The Yankees lineup is essentially the same as the lineup that we saw get swept by the Houston Astros. And they weren't even on the same playing field. It was a beatdown. You need another ace of the rotation type guy 
Yep. And I'm a massive Carlos Rodon guy. I love me some Carlos Rodon, and I want to see him pitching. And we are getting close. Actually, I don't want to put a timetable on it. Not my place. This is a good step mm-hmm. towards seeing Carlos Rodon back on the mound for the New York Yankees. That's fair. Great extra innings there. I, I'm a big fan of that one. Big fan of Carlos Rodon. Big fan of Alex's um, life lessons for me. Of Outlook on life. Dream, and, uh, dream big. Dream be big. a goldfish. I, we got a bunch Short of good memory. Alex-isms today. Thank you. And good luck to your brother. Yeah. And you. Game. And big, you tonight. Good luck to me. Yeah. yeah. Justin's breathe. in control Remember of his own breathe. destiny out there. I'm not. I just have to sit <laughs> in my own you know, demise at home. Uh Uh, Big game tonight. We will talk all about it in tomorrow's episode of Flipping Bats. But until then, my friends, thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch everything on YouTube as well at Flipping Bats Pod for all of them. That does it for this Thursday episode, my friends. Until tomorrow, peace.